Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello Rebels and welcome to episode 150 of the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, Mummy is talking to A.K. Morford all about how to be an author boss on TikTok. We'd have a special introduction from a very special person for a very special episode. This is episode 150, which means we are more or less at three full years of the podcast. I can't believe it. Three years. I think officially I started in September. So we're still a month out, but we're on episode 150. I don't quite know how that happened. And of course, um, yeah, I don't I don't know how many 50 so it'd be 156 then. Well anyway, I don't care. 150 seems like a very big episode number. 150 episodes, holy mother of God. So, um, yes, I'm talking to AK Mulford today, and oh my gosh, I just fell in love with them. This episode is, oh, it's like all of the things. It's so much fun. I love talking to them. They're amazing. I love their story. I love their success. I love the tips. So yeah, this was just like a super, super fun episode. And and also, they were a Rebel of the Week just a few weeks ago. So I wonder if you will be able to spot uh, their rebellion because we talk more about their story in the show. To last week's question, which was, do you struggle to understand your genre or what the reader wants? Nobody replied to this. <laughs> we did, however, get lots of comments on uh, how good the episode with Ryan uh, was. So Kim Rosario, Herman Stuernagel and Genevieve Scholl all said that they loved the episode. They loved Ryan's insights uh, and how w- uh, full of wisdom he was. So thank you very much to all of those uh, people for commenting. This week's question is, are you a TikToker? It's a a good question. Are you a TikToker? I won't lie. I've got a secret TikTok. (laughs) I joined TikTok a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago now. Three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I think. Uh, And I was doing very well up until about three days ago where um, the chaos of having to close down everything for holiday uh, really mounted. (laughs) So I've not done any TikToks for a few days, but I will be back on there. Not talking about it because um, it is a secret. And if it gets discovered, then maybe I'll have to change the pen name again. I don't know. Um, But anyway, I am on there. Um, I do have a Sasha Black one on there as well, but I don't, that one, that's, I'm not using that one. So that one is there but it doesn't it's it's a nothing account um okay book recommendation of the week this week is malice by heather walter this is a mm, i think it's new adult i want to say new adult um it kind of reads like young adult uh but the character is 20 i want to say something like that Anyway, this is a fantasy uh, sleeping beauty retelling that's sapphic um it's really it very it does kind of feel like fairy tale the main uh, character is uh, an antagonist an antagonist i don't mean an antagonist i mean an anti-hero i need more coffee uh they're an anti-hero and um i really loved it <laughs> it it was a little bit uh, on the slower side for me i do like really pacey reads uh thanks activator everyone drink um however this was super fun and i really enjoyed it it uh had sort of one sapphic uh, subplot romance line and i just liked the world building i liked the voice i liked the prose um and it kept me hooked and i didn't want to put it down so i am recommending malice this week by heather walter okay so in personal update today is wednesday the 3rd of august i am recording this a day early because i have to get my backside out of bed at like the butt crack of dawn i think it's like three o'clock in the morning 3 30 in the morning something like that i don't know it's a horrific time of the morning um to go to the airport and we are flying to the netherlands tomorrow uh, where we will be until Saturday, and then on Saturday we fly to uh, South Africa. So, <laughs> what I'm gonna say is that I'm taking my podcast mic and I'm taking my laptop. I hope <laughs> and pray that I will be able to um, do all of the episodes uh, whilst I'm over there. It's the plan. I have asked my sister if uh, there is internet, and she says there is. I know they do um, some. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, something loading, 
can't remember, where there are shutdowns of the internet uh, for an hour or so, a few hours every day. Uh, But hopefully I will be fine and I've got the mic, so fingers crossed that uh, all will be well. (laughs) Fingers crossed! I really, really hope so, uh, because I've got some cracking episodes coming up. In other news, I launched the anatomy of a bestseller last week. Uh, I think it's been out, oh, no, a week tomorrow it's been out. And... It's not been the best launch I've ever done. (laughs) I think that probably wasn't helped by the fact that um, I was on a time schedule. I haven't done as much kind of outreach and articles about it and extra blog posts and posts and I didn't do a pre-order. So I think that's a lesson learned. But, you know, I needed to get it out there. And what is very encouraging is that all of the feedback has been absolutely incredible. I cannot believe how well it's being received, which is just fantastic because for a long while there, I was very doubtful. Um, But of course, I think it is just this cyclical beast that we have. You know, I like to be honest about where I'm at with things and like, you know, every time when I draft, I'm like, yeah, this is the best book ever. Oh my God, I'm amazing. And then I go into edits and obviously you're correcting your work when you edit. And so then I'm like, oh no, I can't write. What was I thinking? So I always start to doubt myself at that point. And then of course, that bleeds into the prep for the launch. And then once the book is out and I see the feedback start to come in, I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, no. This actually was quite a good book. I'm really fucking proud of this one, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm so pleased with the um, feedback so far. Everybody's finding it super useful. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode last week. I am ridiculously close to finishing the audiobook. I have just one chapter left to record, which I am aiming to record today. Uh, And if I get that done today, then I will be editing all of the audio whilst we're in South Africa. I know, I'm supposed to be on holiday. I fucking know. (laughs) But I'm not very good at resting, am I? Let's be honest here. Um, To be fair, I'm also taking the scent of death to edit with me. Uh, You know, look, here's the thing. If I take the work with me, I might not do it. If I don't take it with me, I'll lose my fucking mind because I can't do any work. (laughs) So I might as well take it because then I might not do it. Um, I would really like to edit the audio. Uh, We are going on a 1200 kilometer drive around South Africa to various different places. There's a safari, we're going to uh, Adam's Calendar and the Giant's Footprint and Sun City or Sun, Sun, Sun something or that. I can't remember, my sister's on the itinerary. Anyway. So um, there are lot. There's going to be lots of time, lots of travel, and bits and bobs. So, yeah, I a sheer fact of all the journeying and car time and you know uh, downtime in various different uh, places. I may do some work whilst I'm out there, and of course I'm taking the podcast and there's a few other little bits and bobs. Um, that I will be doing. But the whole rest of the time will be visiting places, I will be reading and relaxing and going to my sister's wedding and generally having a a fabulous time with my many and varied brothers and sisters. So uh, yes, okay, so that was the launch. If you haven't got your copy of the anatomy of a bestseller yet, please do. There have been some issues with Amazon this week. Um, I don't want to talk about them just yet because they're not resolved um and depending on what the resolution is depends on what I will tell you uh so once that is resolved I will give you the update on that so what else is going on I have a brand spanking new a monthly episode coming to air. So Rachel Heron, who is the host of the How Do You Write podcast, reached out to me and was like, I would love to do a monthly chat with you just as a like a catch up, like a friend catch up. But how can we do that and also um, help writers at the same time? So we decided to record our chat. So it's like a friend gossip, kind of looking at where we are, talking about things that we're going to do and like marketing methods and just, just, it is literally like a behind the scenes coffee and chat with two friends. And what we've decided to do is to release that once a month. We're only doing once a month because we're both ridiculously busy people. Um, And we're going to give it to our patrons for a month. And then after our patrons have had it for a month, it will then come onto uh, both of our podcast feeds. Uh, So it will be the same episode on both feeds so you can listen to it wherever you want um 
And it would just be an extra episode each month. So we're going to do that. And it's going to be called The Black Heron. So, uh, yeah, take... uh, Well, it won't be out until September for um, non-patrons, but patrons have that episode now. And, uh, again, great feedback. So thanks, everyone, for all your lovely comments and words. Very exciting. Uh, What else is new? I'm just trying to think. So when I come back, I will be doing a lot of presentations and things. I am uh, presenting in person at the Jericho Writers uh, York Conference in uh, on the first weekend of September. So I'm going to be there in person. And then after that, I, in fact, I'm actually, I've got a coaching session with, with Ellie today and... Uh, <laughs> I'm going with my tail between my legs to go, Ellie, I want to do all of these things before the end of the year. And then she's going to tell me how ridiculous I'm being. And then I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, And so I've got that. And that will kind of really help me to determine uh, what else I'm going to do the rest of the year. So I guess I'll give you that update next time. All right. I don't have stacks of time today. (laughs) Uh, Understandably, I have 75 million things to do before um, I leave, including pack. Oh dear. Okay, so we are going to move right on. The rebel of the week this week is Eden Collier's Nan. I love, I love, I love that I've just been able to say that sentence. So, um, I, it, okay, so Eden says, alrighty, so I've been chatting with my mother's mother, who I called na- Nanny over the weekend, and I've got several rebel stories. So, We are going to have a festival of Eden's Nan over the next few months. So Rebel Rebellion 1. My mother's mother, who I call Nanny, grew up in the Republic of Ireland in the 1930s-1940s, two miles from from the freshly made border between the Republic and Northern Ireland. In 1940, the UK, including Northern Ireland, introduced rationing. However, in the Republic, they stayed neutral and therefore didn't have rationing. Sensing an opportunity, Nanny, aged six, oh my goodness, and her younger sister, aged four, oh my god, I can't even read the next sentence, became cigarette smugglers. There's no fucking way. At six and four, this is incredible. I, I fucking love your nan. They would buy as many cigarettes as they could hide in their coats before walking over the border and selling them on for an incredible profit. Apparently, they were only caught once in their entire five-year career and bribed the guard with a dozen cigarettes and a small bottle of whiskey. (laughs) What a time to be alive. Oh my fucking God. That is incredible. I cannot believe your nan. Like... What did your nan do as as her career? Was she like an entrepreneur or something? Because seriously, fuck me, that is impressive. What a story. If you would like to be a Rebel of the Week, or maybe your nan would like to be a Rebel of the Week, then please do send in your story. It can be any kind of rebellion, something big, something small, or something in between. It can be a relative's uh, rebellion. It can be a pet rebellion. It can be seriously anything that you like. It just has to be a cheeky, rebellious story. You can email your Rebel story to Becca over on rebelauthorpodcast at gmail.com. Two new patrons this week, a huge welcome and thank you to River Hemans, Hemans, River Hemans, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and Laura Stiles. Thank you both so much for joining me and I believe that you've both come in at the uh, Rebel Reader level. So we will be doing the Masterclass on Gallant by V.E. Schwab uh, later this month. Uh, And a gigantic thank you to all of my existing patrons. I love you guys. I love the community. We're going to have an extra um, session together in September uh, because we've surpassed 100 patrons. So, I mean, that is just enormous. I cannot, I actually can't believe, I I still can't believe it. I can't believe anything, anything today. I'm just so deliriously happy and grateful and thank you so much to everybody who also who has brought a copy uh, of the anatomy of a bestseller we did get a little orange tag so yeah i'm so grateful um oh i nearly told you all of the things and i will save that for a different day (laughs) back to patreon if you would like to support the show and get early access to all of the episodes as well as bonus content then you can from as little as two dollars a month by visiting patreon.com forward slash sasha black okay that is it from me this week let's get on with the episode Hello and welcome to the Rebel Author Podcast. I am really excited for today's guest. Today's guest is 
super amazing, a TikTok superstar, now moving into traditional publishing as a fucking superstar. It is none other than A.K. Mulford. Mulford is a best-selling fantasy author and former wildlife biologist who swapped rehabilitating monkeys for writing novels. She slash they are inspired to create diverse stories that transport readers to new realms, making them fall in love with fantasy for the first time or all over again. They now live in New Zealand with their husband and two young human primates. (laughs) creating lovable fantasy characters and making ridiculous TikToks. Hello and welcome. (laughs) Hello, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much for (laughs) joining me and thank you for sending in a very amazing rebellion, which (laughs) I think we might have to talk about at the top of this show. So tell everyone a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today And then what happened recently? Because we cannot move past until we have spoken about this amazing accomplishment. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So I'm AK or Ali. I'm a fantasy author living in New Zealand. Um, And yeah, I uh, started writing forever ago, like most people, and um, thought I would either be Uh, work with animals or be an author. And I thought working with animals was probably the safer option. (laughs) You know, I was probably more guaranteed a job. So I studied primatology and worked in wildlife rehabilitation, living in lots of different jungles. And all the while, you know, when you have no internet and no electricity, writing writing stories can be a real lifesaver, you know? So I would just have notebooks and notebooks of stories. And um, while I was living in Guatemala, I met a cute Kiwi guy and ended up moving to New Zealand. And I started working in conservation and engagement, um, visitor engagement. So giving, um, teaching people how to deliver engaging content about conservation, which actually ended up being very helpful for my writing business too. Um, And so all the while doing that, I started becoming a kind of self-publishing hobbyist you know I'm a number one input so like oh, I'm talking dirty to me already. <laughs> <laughs> you know my like I have like them all written on a little whiteboard behind me oh my God. hit me hit me just quickly hit me you know? hit me tell me what okay, they are okay. one to ten Input, activator, ideation, futuristic, communication, empathy, developer, positivity, intellection, and individualization. Oh, I love it. There's a lot of people in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of so now so now you have I feel like that's all I need to say and you have a good sense of who I, who I am now. <laughs> it's literally my only way of understanding the world now. But have you done your right. strengths test though? Yes. Have you? Need to tell me your top five. Okay. I did, cool. I did my son this week. You. I did myself. <gasps> I, I did myself. That's like, fascinating. Yeah, I don't mind telling you either. I like I I don't know whether like when I got the results, I was like, I wasn't sure whether I was gobsmacked or like just eye rolling. But he so they do it slightly differently. It's not quite the same. I think they cluster some of the strengths together and give them kind of an overarching. He was <laughs> competing, achieving <laughs> confidence. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god! I was about to say because isn't competition your number one competition achiever? Yes, <laughs> oh my gosh! And then I have the self assurance and command in there, which I think probably mix up to make confidence. I don't know, but yeah, I was just like, oh, um, G. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really sorry. This is not about me. This is all about you. So <laughs> I, lo- I, I love talking were. about this too. <laughs> Oh, uh, number one input. So I was reading all the books and learning everything I could. And of course, coming up with my hypothetical five-year plan, if ever I were to self-publish, because that's the kind of person I am. And, um, And then when I left my job, started family and the pandemic happened. And it was, you know, that that time when I think we all really needed a creative outlet even more so than before. And um, I kind of took the philosophy of, you know, it's cheaper than therapy. And, uh, you know, maybe this is just, you know, it's less expensive than if I had a hobby like an equestrian or something, you know, something. So (laughs) I'm going to start writing. I'm going to start publishing. Um, And I put out, I joined TikTok in March of last year and I put out my first book in August of last year. Uh, And everything really took off in a big way from there yeah so I went from um 
the first book came out and I only was on TikTok at the time for like the first six months of, I didn't do any advertisement. I didn't have any other socials. It was just TikTok. Um, I did do one Facebook booster of $3 just to see what this boost button was at the bottom oh, of no. these Facebook posts. Um, just, Worst yeah, investment so, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that really was the reason for all of my success. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh yeah the the book uh went up into the top 1000 of the Kindle store uh and lived there for about 8 months uh, until it came out of KU and um was sold in this uh book deal so so just I tell everyone two. about the book deal because yeah yeah fuck me. So, well so i my agent found me from the success of my first book and um I was looking for agents at the time because I always planned to be hybrid. I wanted to start off uh, indie because I really wanted to make sure I understood the business and wanted to make sure I had control and was able to. I, f- I feel like once you understand the things you need, you're better able to advocate for yourself and work with other collaborators because you know the things that you want to do and the things you don't want to do, the things that work for you and don't. Um, and so I found my agent and I wrote her a new book. Uh, for over Christmas without telling anyone (laughs) and for her to shop around. And um, while that series was out on submission, that was bought by Harper Voyager. And that uh, when they went to buy that trilogy um, said, are you interested in selling your current series as well? And I kind of said, oh, well, you know, I don't know. It depends on the offer you make. You know, like, as like, every <laughs> proper business person should say as well. Absolutely. We'll see what you come back with. Um, and so it ended up being uh instead of a three book deal for this new trilogy, it ended up being an eight book deal, two deals, uh, and multi-seven figure deal. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty absolutely <laughs> amazing. Like, oh yeah. my actual god phenomenal I think I think that is the dream right like yeah huge congratulations because that is the biggest fucking win ever (laughs) thank you yeah it's been less than a year you know I uh, went from August of last year having my five-year plan of hopefully getting up to a full-time income uh, to making more than I was making and working in conservation in the first month publishing uh so yeah 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 it was uh pretty pretty wild I had very den regulated expectations you know uh the whole time and and just I'm still a bit like whoa what's you know what's happening but this has definitely been the the biggest dream kind of achieved with that so yeah it's pretty amazing (laughs) before we go into TikTok let me ask you about how you angled like what preparation you did with your series like did you write to market did you investigate tropes like how did you prepare because yeah. like I'm you know I know TikTok was a big part of this but like I am sure you did lots of other things to to really make this one drive home so yeah talk to me about your preparation and like kind of how you approach you know it. number one input I had to do all <laughs> all of the research. Um, But yeah, I'm very into genre research and I wanted to make sure I had the right covers and the right blurbs and and the right keywords and had positioned my series well for the other books I wanted it to be compared to. And, um, And so I joined up with the Kindle Trends newsletter, Nat Connors, um, which I really enjoy and um, was trying to figure out how I could basically make my metadata give a promise of what my book was going to be. Um, And so that I could, you know, people could see it and immediately go, this is the sort of thing I want, all the while kind of pushing it on TikTok. So I was trying to do both simultaneously, starting to build up a readership and kind of fine tuning my metadata behind the scenes to make the book as best positioned as possible. And, you know, TikTok has a lot of fantasy readers. There's a lot of romantic fantasy books that are on TikTok. And, um, and it's also the, the genre that I love writing in. So it was kind of like that perfect synergy of the two things. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. 
Well, we are here to talk about TikTok. So I wonder <laughs> if you could start by explaining a little bit about the platform, um, why, like how it works and why maybe it's slightly different to some of the other platforms. I feel like TikTok is is almost whatever you make it, you know, it, it's one of those platforms where you can find just about any type of account on it. Um, so TikTok is a social media platform that's video based and it originally was very short videos and now they're starting to offer longer videos, but it tends to be the short, you know, 15 second videos that still do quite well. It originally was a music based app and the music and trending sounds still are an important part part of the algorithm and how videos get shown to people. But basically you can take just about any sort of niche thing and add talk to the end. And that is like an area of TikTok, you know, there's um, like anything from calligraphy to people crushing things with their thighs is a uh, tight. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need, I mean, you need to come join me in that world. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very active member of thigh talk. <laughs> I, I won't lie, the lesbian thirst traps may have uh, sucked a fair amount of my time. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, shit, problem. this is not what I should be looking at on TikTok. This is not going to train the algorithm. <laughs> then all I yeah, get shown is like, <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> so, so much of yeah. my For You page is, uh, you know, yeah. is thirst traps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just just thigh talk now yeah but so the the sort of tiktok i'm usually a part of is called book talk which is a, a, a community of readers authors librarians designers editors everybody kind of cosplayers people involved in the bookish world um and that is the kind of area of tiktok that i create content for and and kind of play in and and the community of people i connect with there um yeah so so that that is TikTok. <laughs> so what are some of the foundations for creating an author TikTok? Like a lot of people are quite reluctant. Some are sort of hovering over there, but like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what are you, I mean, it's another new platform. Like, what are we supposed to be doing over there? I think the first thing I would say to people is, uh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> but is it? <laughs> the beauty of TikTok is TikTok is uh, not designed for like the cool aesthetics that other social media platforms are. It's for the silly, ridiculous people. I feel oh like. Yes. Yes. I mean, I just, I, I have no like cool person vibes at all. Like I never, I don't have neat photos of smoothies and I don't, you know, like, yeah, I'm like harassed with tit sweat dripping down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I somebody said what is your brand and I said uh lovable hot mess yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love it. <laughs> that is what I do but I think the difference between TikTok and other social media platforms is that the other platforms are much more genre based and book based so you know on Instagram you want everything wants to be like fantasy and it would be my books with like roses and things or at least it should be it's not because I just repost my TikToks there but <laughs> Um, whereas uh, TikTok is more about connecting with other people who like reading those kinds of books. So whereas I might post a beautiful cover on Instagram on TikTok, I'm talking about my coffee addiction and relating to other people who have coffee addictions and also love reading fantasy books, you know, and that's mm -hmm. the difference. And it's so much more freeing because of that, because you really don't need to be uh, done up. You don't need to have great lighting. You don't need to have all of the, the, you know, beautiful settings and aesthetics and stuff. It's just about creating fun, silly content for other people, at least fun and silly for me. Other people have other brands that uh, work better for, you know, spicy things or like cool graphic, you know, quotes and things. And it really just depends on your personality. But I think a lot of people come to TikTok because they want to escape the other types of social media and really enjoy just having a little laugh and, you know, having fun and not taking themselves too seriously. So that's why I really love the platform. Is there like on a lot of the other platforms, there is a lot of talk about the ratio of like book promotion to mm. other types of content. What's the deal mm. with TikTok and, and like book promotion versus other types of content? 
you're gonna find people who all have a very strong opinion on what you should be doing. I think that's the kind of like area that you have to navigate with any sort of uh, social media where people will say you have to do this or you have to do that or you have to use these hashtags or post this money times a day or whatever and um and if your goal is to just get as many followers as possible then that that might be helpful to listen to them but for me uh that has never really been my goal I think that people forget when they're chasing the numbers of followers and the numbers of views uh that real people exist behind those numbers and real readers are there and they kind of almost forget to value and nourish the relationships they have with the people who are commenting on their videos and the people who are already following them uh, in in the quest for the ever elusive viral video. Um, so I think that, you know, as far as content, you it really depends on what's working for you and the kind of videos you like creating. For me, most of my content is loosely bookish. So it's usually me uh, lip syncing to a funny sound or a funny, you know, quote, and then having, finding a way to tweak that to relate to either my books or um, being an author. How does that work? I like watch these videos and I'm like, is the music playing out loud? Or did these, like, do you have to memorize the words or like how... I usually memorize the words because I just, I like to, it's a fun challenge for me, uh, but usually like, you know, quite often there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get it. You yeah. get it. Um, but uh, yeah, so most of the time they're like five second videos, you know, so it's, it's pretty easy. It's usually one sentence that, that you're remembering. Um, and so for example, um, there's, there's this Emma Thompson sound where she's laughing and then says, don't be ridiculous. And, um, and so for me, it's a fun challenge to think, how can I make that book related. So I took that sound and I just recorded myself lip syncing to it and then saved it, not really knowing how I was going to use it. And then later an idea came to me. And so I put above my head, you can write like little words and titles above your head on the videos. I put um, to, uh, you can have two fantasy characters in the snow without making them get naked to warm each other up. And, um, <laughs> and it's just me going, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> And, you know, that day I saw a huge spike in page reads for The Witch's Blade, my second book, where that happens, uh, because I was telling people, you know, like, you're going to get you're going to get this moment in this book. Uh, but oh, I never yes. once said, go buy my book, go pre go read it, go check it out, go do these things. I was just making a silly video, basically like laughing about how fun it is to make your characters get naked. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard this that there's like key scenes and like um uh like that that readers want to see in particular books and stuff. Um I must be the shittest TikToker ever because uh well one I deleted my original account so <laughs> but I started again the other day and now I'm like oh yeah fuck I'm going to do an anonymous pen name. Um but anyway, uh uh Every time I go on there and I try and find things, I try and find like, so um, maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. I'll tell you after. Anyway, in the genre, <laughs> yes, I went to the genre and I was like, search for, um, fuck, this is very hard to explain without search explaining Search for it. things. Yes, I searched <laughs> for stuff and things, but it only yes. ever comes up with like book recommendation TikToks mm -hmm. as opposed to like scene TikToks or like tropey TikToks. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But, like I can never I... find those things. I would say start just scrolling your FYP, which is your For You page, mm -hmm. um, where it just recommends you videos and start following the accounts of people that have related content to what you're creating. So if it's the same genre or readers who recommend a lot of, for me, you know, fantasy books and things like that, and you'll slowly start to um, train your algorithm to show you more bookish content. But it really doesn't even matter if it's showing you bookish content other than that it'll push you out to bookish content. What you're really looking for is if you hear two or three people use the same sound, it's a trending sound. And, you know, that's a probably a good one to grab and try and do something with. 
So if you hear it a couple of times, just pop up, you go, oh, well, this is happening right now. So I'm going to jump on this and think, how can I make this about what I do? You know, maybe it's one of my characters saying this. Maybe it's me as an author lamenting the fact that the coffee's run out, you know, like it could be (laughs) lots of different things. And so it's just going like, it's this little kind of offer of a sound and you have to take it and figure out how you can make it related to, you know what you're doing. Like there was this, uh, smash mouth song, uh, all-star where it's like some, and then it paused and then this bang sound and people would use it for, um, people falling or hitting their head or accidents and things. But then it was like, how is book talk going to use the sound? And so for me, it was, uh, me slamming my laptop shut would you know run out of an idea so so it's it's those sorts of things is how can I take this and make this something related to what I do it's a trending sound throughout TikTok not just the book talk world and how can I jump on this trend in in a way that still is conveying what I do and and kind of my messaging so yeah that's the fun part that's amazing (laughs) like uh, I just it's yeah I mean it's like an ideation (laughs) hotbed right like yes people with ideation would kill it on TikTok um okay there's so many questions I want to ask you it's (laughs) unbelievable can we talk just like a little bit about the technicalities like there's business accounts and personal accounts and I Mm -hmm. see some authors with both some authors with like multiple accounts some authors Mm -hmm. with just one account like what are the strategies behind that like what are the like I don't know if you even know like the benefits and you know yeah can you just I know I know you are not giving legal advice you are not giving any of that stuff but just in your experience it really depends how you want to use your account I think if you're if you're going for the more like traditional sales of your of a book I think a business account is probably better if you're going to say buy my book pre-order my book do you know like those sorts of things is pro- probably a business account is better uh business accounts don't have access to a lot of the same sounds um you know because they are copyrighted sound sounds some of them you know some of the trending songs and popular things um But then there's also a lot of commercial sounds that are available. So you can still get ones that have like an amazing beat drop or something like that. I tend to use the commercial sounds anyways when I'm doing anything where I'm talking because I never, even if I'm talking about like taking my dog for a walk, sometimes just popular songs will get muted. Uh, You know, and I I never know why really, but that does happen. I think in the next year or two, we're going to see more of a precedence set uh, regarding like what you can and can't do because there's so many kind of gray areas still that people aren't sure about. Like if you're, if you're a TikTok creator who does dancing videos, but you have an OnlyFans account that's linked in your bio, is that a business now? You know, like those sorts of things. Uh, So, but for me, I use a creator account. I use a personal account and I do more of my focus is more about engaging with people and building community with people. And I feel like that's the most valuable way to use TikTok. It's really about the people. And probably because I came from an engagement background, I realized the power of making, you know, really meaningful connections with people rather than having a very big audience that might not be engaged with you. Um, Because those are the people who go out and champion you in the world. When they have a viral video about your book, it is way more valuable than if you have a viral video about your book. So for me, it's kind of like creating fun content, nourishing those relationships, and they kind of then exist in all of these other social media spaces basically telling people about my books uh, in those spaces instead. So that's more how I use my account. So, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like how you grew your account? Like what are some of the best practice tips, like frequency of posting? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle because yeah. I obviously haven't spent enough time on TikTok to know like the right <laughs> lingo. There's, there's 
there's going to be a lot of people who will tell you a lot of things. And I would just say question whether that's true in the same way you do with anything else related to the authoring world. You know, I have heard there's some lots, horror stories about the, the number of, of posts you need to do daily. And uh, stuff. Yeah, oh, no. my so, so my three tips would be consistency. And consistency doesn't mean five posts a day. It could mean one post a day. It could mean one post every other day. Um, a lot of people say two to three posts is the best. I used to post three times a day. Now I do two times a day. Um, but my videos are usually five seconds long. So it doesn't take very long to create them. And usually I'll batch up like two weeks worth of videos and a 20 minute Wiggles cartoon show, you know, while my kids are watching TV. So, and I'm sitting on the couch next to them with earbuds in, you know, so it, it it's pretty easy to create that amount of content. Um, but then you can save it up and just post it ready to go throughout the week. So consistency, the other thing I would say is engagement. Um, like, you know, coming from an engagement background, obviously I'm a big proponent of engagement, but, you know, replying to people's comments, making them feel appreciated that they're there. If you have a video that's going viral, I would say like after a certain number of hours, you probably just leave it because it's too many people to reply to. Um, but, you know, on the day-to-day videos where you don't have heaps of comments, I try and get back to everyone, especially if they're asking a question or something like that. But the philosophy of engaging videos and video content content is actually not as foreign as it seems to authors because we all have to write blurbs and it's the same thing where you need a hook right at the beginning you need to grab people's attention from the very start and you need to keep it and sustain it till the very end so you can't start off waffling you need to think about what your word how you're using your words and how succinct you can convey your message you know it's all the same things we already know how to do um so um you know if you have a video that's like hi guys like they're already gone they're gone (laughs) you've lost them they're not there anymore unless you have above your head like that time I was abducted by an alien in which case they'll probably stick around through the first like so anyway you know bit of your video because they want to know about the alien abduction but unless you have a killer hook like that above you uh I would say you know try and challenge yourself to convey your message in 15 seconds or less if you're talking and if you're uh, using music, that is your hook for you. Those trending sounds, people are already know what's coming. And so they're going to wait to see what your little take or your little spin on is on it. So you don't have to work as hard to keep people hooked for that sound because they know it's a short sound. Something's going to happen midway through. There's going to be like a bang and they're either going to do like a cover reveal or they're going to do a, you know, announcement or something's going to happen. And I'm going to wait to see what they do with it. So the sounds are engaging for you. And then the last tip I would give is be conscious of how you want to make people feel with your content. I think quite often we start off marketing with good intentions and then we just end up shouting into the void and it becomes more and more kind of desperate and aggressive and not the way that we wanted to make people feel watching our videos. So being aware of, you know, for me, it's usually, I want people to either be laughing or enjoying themselves or hyped like, yes, this is so cool. You know, those are the feelings I want to evoke with my content, but usually I just want them to have a little smile and go, oh my gosh, me too. You know, like, yes. Almost like you've got loads of blue strengths and like, Yep. <laughs> Everyone drink. <laughs> yeah, you can you can see, you can see exactly. But yeah, I mean it's the same with writing when we're thinking about how we want to make our readers feel, you know, with marketing, how do we want to make people feel? And I think people forget that in their quest for consistency and start posting videos that are like, I have to write my newsletter today and I don't want to. And, and you're like, the people who are seeing this are the people who are subscribed to your newsletter like how how do you think you're making them feel right now you know they're not going to want to stick around if that's what you're doing but if you made like a funny video about falling asleep you know or something like that and saying like while I'm writing my newsletter that's a totally different energy they're laughing they're enjoying it they're in on the joke with you and you're saying the same exact thing but in a really fun engaging way so it's just that thinking about how you want people to feel about the content you're making 
I am completely lost because I have just randomly <laughs> come up with questions as we've been talking. I have no fucking clue what I was supposed to be asking you. <laughs> no, it's okay. I love it. <laughs> okay. TikTok and sales. TikTok app. Yes. Like, does it, like, a lot of people are talking about how TikTok converts sales, but like, yes, there aren't really links out, are there? Like, how, how the fuck is it converting so many book sales? Yep. Well, I mean, TikTok was pretty much the only driver of sales for me for my first six months of publishing before I finally reluctantly grabbed the handles of other social media. Um, So I was only on TikTok. Um, Once you get a thousand followers, you can put a link in your bio and that can have like a link tree of all of your, you know, where to buy all of your books, how to sign up to your newsletter, all of the different things people can do from there. Um, and so it's really great once you have that, because it's easy to, for people, people just know, you don't have to tell them to go to the link in your bio. They know that if they go to your profile, they'll find it and find all of the places they can do other things from there. So for example, when um, this Shania Twain song was trending and she was going, let's go girls. I, <laughs> I used that audio um, saying ARC signups you know, um, and then all of a sudden I had, you know, a few hundred people signing up for arcs of my book, um, just by using those sounds. Uh, so you can really do a lot with that, you know, that Emma Thompson laughing, you know, don't be ridiculous. Like people saw that video and then went to my link and found the book and went and downloaded it. So it really does, uh, convert and you can find, um, you know, like a really successful video that kind of really hits those either tropes or the things readers are looking for will really like, you'll see a spike that day, but it's nothing. And this is something I think people don't talk about enough and don't recommend enough. It's nothing compared to what your readers will do if they have a viral video about your books. And I think that people forget about that part. So we're all trying to scramble for our own content and we forget about the power of our readers and we forget to kind of like uh engage and appreciate the people who are really actively in uh you know engaged and excited about your books uh those are the people who go out and make the videos that sell your books more than we do and I think people forget about that sometimes and how do you do that like is it a duet by like reacting to their video or like how would how would one no, I, so I just make uh, my content, you know, my funny videos, my things that my book's about. And it's almost kind of like priming them with ideas for what they could be talking about or the content that is in the, my books, you know. And so you start hearing them starting to repeat in their own videos a lot of the same things that you're talking about with okay. your content. And then, you know, as people go out and recommend your books, you know, you thanking them and yeah you can duet their videos and things like that as well um and they you know talk about your books on all sorts of different social platforms so you can really be focusing on one place like tiktok and people are talking about your books on instagram just because your readers are there too and that's why i think engagement is so important making them feel valued for being there replying to their comments making them feel like they're a part of something by being on your profile so yeah, I think that's a huge part of selling that uh, it doesn't get talked about as much because we don't have as much control over it. You know, we can control our own content, but we can't control the content of our readers. Uh, but I do think that that all cycles back to the engagement. Do you think there are any like or have you seen authors making any mistakes? Like what are, or have you have you learned any lessons or? Like- yeah. <laughs> Sure. I, it's plenty <laughs> all the time. Um, but yeah, I think there's a few things. I think the, the remembering how you want to make people feel. I think it's really easy, especially, uh, you know, when things are really challenging to like not want to vent or rant or things like that. But they, that might be more appropriate for your writing group of friends than for your readers, if that's who your audience is on your page. Um, so yeah, thinking about your tone that you're setting. Um, then also, you know, um, it, that's not to say you don't want to have like stray away from like political issues or hot button issues or whatever you want to talk about, but finding the way that you want to do it, that's still authentic to your brand and your voice. Um, and also, you know, like 
we all have a tendency to kind of go down these TikTok rabbit holes where we start posting other content and then that gets attention. And then all of a sudden we feel like that's all we have to, we can do. And so you start just seeing people who you're like, I thought they were an author account, but now, now they're just posting, you know, like uh, videos of the sunset or something, you know, every day, uh, which is cool if you can tie it into your books, but you just want to be careful. You don't become a sunset account, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yes. that's something to be conscious of. And then also, you know, remembering the people, that are on the other end. I think we, uh, you see people who might have a successful video and then they want that success to keep going. And then they kind of get angry at the people who are there uh, for not giving it to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and nobody likes to feel that way. It's like, if we're watching the video, we're, we're one of the people who support you and we want to see your content and we want to engage with it. And it makes us feel like we don't count as much because you're chasing another million random people than the ones that are already here. Uh, so yeah, it's just, those things are, are some things to think about. I think also, um, you know, timing if with music, you know, if you can get things to show up on the beat, if you can use trending sounds um, with like, you know, a little bit of like flash and hype that does really, really well. Um, and yeah, and just engaging, engagement, commenting, replying to people. What do you, like, are there genres that work better on TikTok or not? Wait, that's not the correct yes. question. You know what I mean? Are there are there genres that are better suited to TikTok um, and think, than other genres? I think there's uh, there's seriously a place for every genre. I have people who write in genres that people say, you know, like sweet romance or different uh, types of categories that they say, oh, that doesn't do as well on TikTok. And it absolutely does. It's just they found the right readership for them um, and the people who like those kind of books. I definitely think you see a lot of romance and a lot of fantasy on TikTok. Those are probably the most popular genres, but there, there's literally every genre I can think of, you know, <laughs> has, has a space on TikTok for sure. And it's just about finding those people. And also I think book talkers, people who uh, are readers on book talk they have more cross-genre tastes than a lot of I've other places so you'll that. have people reading a thriller one day a fantasy romance the next day a YA book the next day and they're recommending all of them and really liking them so it doesn't have to be as genre specific with connecting with people as it does I think on other platforms so yeah yeah you can definitely find a readership for just about anything okay um how time consuming is it? I know you mentioned like doing a whole batch uh, in like 20 minutes, but like, really? Like, can you actually yeah. do it that quick? Like, what oh, are some totally. of your, your tips on like keeping up with video production and mm. doing the production, the, the editing? <laughs> I can't even use the right words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so I usually, I started off just doing TikToks uh, while I was watching cartoons with my kids. And it's one of the reasons why most of my videos are lip syncs and it's just my face. Because if I panned even an inch to the right or left, it would just be utter chaos. <laughs> and, you know, there's a reason you can't hear the background sound in most of my videos because it's just music and children screaming and dogs barking and all sorts of uh, chaos going on. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm actually just watching cartoons with my kids when I make like 20 videos. Um, and so what I usually do is I'll just be scrolling through TikTok. I'll hear a sound and think, oh, that's cool. Uh, I have no idea how I'm going to use that, but I'm just going to record myself saying the words just in case I want it later, you know? Um, and so then I'll do, you know, 20 of those pretty quickly uh, and then save them. And then later I'll go back and go, oh yeah, you know, I'll save them as what the words are. So I know what I'm saying. And then I'll go back and go, oh, that could be about this character. That could be about this book. That could be about waking up so early to write, you know, um, whatever it may be. And then I'll go back in and edit it. So it has the words over it. And then, you know, add the little description and hashtags and then publish it whenever I kind of plan to publish the next video. 
You make it sound so easy. It doesn't have to be hard. You know, you make it work for you. Like you see people who have these very elaborate videos um, and those are awesome, but you don't have to have those videos to be successful. It can literally just be your face saying words for five seconds and it can do really well. Uh, you know, there's been a few times where I've just wanted to try some different trends. Like I've gotten in the shower with my clothes on and <laughs> video just because I was like, oh, this would be really funny. You know, I'll do anything for a, a bit, you know, such a comedian in that way. But like most of the time, it's just me and my over-exaggerated face uh, saying, saying things. Um, and that's the kind of content that's easy for me. Some people, it might be a picture of their book with a quote, you know, it might be just like their dog and asking their dog questions about their book, you know, uh, whatever it is that feels fun. I think you can feel the energy of people. And when people are enjoying themselves, you can tell. And when people are there because they feel like they have to be, you can tell, you know, and my favorite is when you see people come with a very Instagram mentality, trying to like market their books, cut to three weeks later, they're just like goofing off and having a great time and just like going for it. And everybody's loving it. And it's, I love seeing that. I love seeing people kind of let loose and let go of the other types of marketing and just have fun making videos on TikTok. But yeah, you can, you can definitely, and some days you just want to duet a video so that means you just are reacting to somebody else's video that you really liked the content of and that still counts you know that's your daily post right there it was just five seconds of you staring at someone talking you know? mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, or with your mouth open as you watch lesbian thirst traps oh my gosh that's like 90 percent <laughs> of my videos right now <laughs> oh, have I you love seen it. all love of it. my duets thigh <laughs> <Spy> talk <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I saw the one with the um the Let's Go Girls one. Like I was looking oh, yeah. the other day. I saw the Let's Go Girls one, but I haven't seen the the duet though. I'm gonna oh, yeah, I'm, I'm that's what heavily I'm gonna do after this. into thigh talk duets currently. Um and it, you know, it's funny because uh, my third book, The Rogue Crown, which is coming out in October, has like my main character. She's like obsessed with thighs too. <laughs> and so it's kind it's of research. like the perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying is like, I'm just doing this for, for marketing. That's the only reason I'm watching three hours of <laughs> lesbian thigh videos every night. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just for, it's just for uh, writing. writing my wife, the, the first couple of times I was watching <laughs> Lesbian Thirst Traps, my wife sort of looked over my shoulder and was like, what are you watching? Nothing. <laughs> and I was like, That's it's nice. research. <laughs> no, it, it, it is research. TikTok marketing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's yeah. research characters. It's, yeah. It's I, I'm he heavily in, entrenched in like queer talk and then the subset of queer talk, which is like lesbian thirst traps, is just, yeah. It's yeah. it's an elite level. I'm, I feel like I, I very sheepishly admitted my love of thighs <laughs> in a video and then I started getting tagged in all these videos. <laughs> And so now I'm, I'm, I'm very open about how much I, I love all the videos of women with the high thigh slit dresses and daggers on their thighs and think I'm, a, I'm here for it. So I love it. You know, I love it. And, and I even wrote it into a book. <laughs> so it counts. Oh my God. Amazing. It does count. <laughs> it it that sounds like a tax write-off to me. It totally counts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as far as editing goes, sorry, I deviated wildly. I got me talking about lesbian thirst straps and I could <laughs> never come back. <laughs> but uh, editing is a lot simpler than it seems. It, you, it takes, you know, two seconds to edit a video. It's, um, I do everything in app. I don't have any of the other apps, editing apps that you can have for like really fancy uh, editing and stuff like that. And um, there's heaps of like YouTube tutorials, TikTok tutorials on how to, you know, add a sticker to your video or how to time the title showing up on your video, things like that. Okay. Well, before I ask the ultimate question, would you like to tell everyone a little bit about your books? Because we have been talking sure. about your fabulous books. So yeah, like <laughs> t tell everyone, I know you've mentioned their fantasy. So yeah, like dive yes. in and just give everyone a little, um, yeah, heads up overview. 
Yeah, sure. So my, my current series is The Five Crowns of Alfreth, and the first book is called The High Mountain Court. And each book follows a different protagonist, and they each have their own love story, but there's an overarching uh, theme and action to the world that's happening. Um, and all of the characters are queer characters um, and different parts of the LGBTQIA community. Um, and so that was something that was really exciting to me because I feel like there's quite often only one or two types of queer representation commonly in fantasy. And so I wanted to have lots of different uh, kinds of diversity of characters in the story. Um, and, you know, when I set out to write the series, I remember kind of looking at myself and my girlfriend at the time and all of our friends and thinking all of us love fantasy, but none of us can see ourselves as the main character of these stories. We're all kind of like, the uh, you know if uh, the side character if we're there at all you know like there's just not or a being lot of, killed off yes oh gosh so, don't get me started yes mm. and so uh you know there were just so few queer characters people of color neurodivergent characters disabled characters and I felt like I just didn't see myself in the world of fantasy and so I was like well I'm going to put us all in, you know all of us in a book and I'm going to have us all be the main characters we're all going to get to be the heroes we're going to be the ones who you know go conquer dragons and things and um and it's not going to be about who we are or what we look like it's going to be about the action of the book and this wonderful like escape for us where it's not just this constant uh, discussion and dialogue about who we are or what we look like uh, and yeah <laughs> so, so are you do you write fantasy romance or romantic fantasy I would say that it's romantic fantasy because the there's the action plot but it's heavy on the romance. So you could uh, you could call it fantasy romance too. Each book has a romantic plot and an action plot. So you get a, you get a bit of both. But yes, yeah, so the fourth book that in this series that's coming out next year is the book with the non-binary main character um, who I wrote in my little rebel story uh, to the podcast about. And um, yeah, I'm just super excited to tell their story. That was a, a big part of um, why I was so protective of this series and also why I'm so excited by the support of my publisher now to tell this story in these series, because there's going to be a whole new audience of people who are going to be able to find these books and maybe pick them up on the shelf, not even thinking, you know, anything about it and realizing they get to see themselves as the main character of a epic fantasy, maybe for the first time. So um, yeah, that, that got me pretty right in the feels right. when I started thinking about that. <laughs> And oh, then, I um, think it's amazing. Yeah, the new trilogy, the Golden Court trilogy, River of Golden Bones is the first book and that's coming out next year and that has a gender fluid main character. I started off writing that uh, story as um, just a fantasy romance with a bisexual main character and then <laughs> she became gender fluid throughout the book and I was like huh I've really like inserted myself into this <laughs> into this character but I just thought there's not a lot of um exploration of that in fantasy and I don't think I've read a book with a gender fluid ca character in fantasy before so um yeah I'm really excited for people to read that that new series too amazing wow this is the Rebel Author Podcast. I know we've had one rebellion, but tell everyone about a time you unleashed your inner rebel. I've, I've had a lot of rebellions in my life. I was thinking I would I would tell a story about like working with wildlife because, you know, I've chased monkeys and wrangled alligators and all sorts of things. But um, yeah, but uh, all of those are more funny stories than rebellious stories. <laughs> but I think my one of my first rebellions was uh, when I was 14. Um, I had recently been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and was learning to deal with puberty and medication and like what that looked like for me. Um, my brother was about to go to university. My parents were in the kind of like pre-divorce stage of their relationship. And 
I was not in a good place mental health wise, but dealing with all of that and in a very homogenous little town and feeling like I didn't fit in there. And um, so I decided I was going to go to boarding school and I went online and I signed up for all of the applications without telling my parents <laughs> and got them all sent to our house. And I made a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> <laughs> of why I should go and oh how it would be so academically challenging for me and good for me and you know all of these reasons and I baked cupcakes so that they could only have once they voted on whether I could go or not <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is amazing <laughs> and did you get to go and I got to go yeah oh it's, uh, I got in and um and it was such an amazing experience. And I think at the time I didn't realize how much I was saving myself and saving my mental health by going there. Um, but it was so the right move for me. And I got to live with other students from all around the world and all different cultures. And it was the first time I had people with all different ideals of success and what that looked like for them. And it wasn't all this small town, one kind of idea of what you know, a good life should look like. Um, and yeah. And also, you know, I had uh, a lot of queer dorm parents and teachers, and it was the first time I really felt like I saw this really awesome representation and modeling of what I wanted my life to look like and my future relationships to look like and have these positive mentors for me, um, as well as all of the, you know, exciting extracurriculars and, and things like that too. So it was, it was a really awesome experience. And I think I don't know how I would have kind of survived staying in the situation I was in. And I knew I wanted to find another, another way, another way forward. And, uh, me being kind of that little rebel in that moment going, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pack up my things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go move to another state and, uh, and, and go do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. What a story. And I actually love that. Like your parents sent you as well. It's amazing. Yeah. I literally love it. They were okay. prepared for me to just do a lot of that, you know, and then they're like, I'm moving to the jungle, jungle and raising <laughs> monkeys. And they're like, oh, okay, well, okay yeah. I guess yeah. that's, that seems like a natural turn for you. Progression, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. me. Tell everyone where they can find out more about you and your books and anything else that you would like to add. Sure. You can find me at akmulford.com and all of my links are there. You can also find me on TikTok at akmulfordauthor and um, all of my links to everything you can, you can find from there. Which will also be in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today. I have really, really appreciated it and loved talking to you as well. And yes, it was lovely talking to you. I hope we'll see you on, on TikTok soon. You will. I might just talk about that afterwards. <laughs> of course a gigantic thank you to all of the show's listeners and all of the show's patrons if you would like to get early access to all of the episodes then you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash sasha black i'm sasha black you were listening to ak mulford and this was the rebel author podcast Next week, we have a delightful episode because we're joined by one of my favourite humans and one of my oldest writing friends. Susie Speaks is a blogger and social media manager and does a lot of work with authors and small businesses. And also, she's one of my BFFs, so I actually can't wait. Uh, I can't believe I haven't had her on the show already, but I know you guys love the episodes when uh, I'm really good friends with the people that come on the show, so I hope that you will love that. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher and when you have a moment please leave a review